Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues this Monday morning. We're kicking off our visit to New Mexico and we're going to go to Taos, New Mexico, uh, 45 minutes from where my daughter and son-in-law lived. And you'll probably hear about that a lot this week. Our guest today is Gabriela Salazar. And we'll talk with Gabriela after I talk to you a little bit about octave mandolins. The octave mandolin, Joe Mendel's signature piece of art, gives you that really sweet tone somewhere between a mandolin and a guitar. It has that mandolin punch while also delivering a sustain and range of a guitar. And he builds them to your specifications. You may prefer like the Adirondack, top to the Sitka. Maybe you like black walnut, mahogany, rosewood, maple. You select the wood. You select the style. And Joe will make it for you, your very own octave mandolin, all in part flavor of their own to the tone. I call them Mendel's Mandos. He calls them the octave mandolin. Available at Joe Mendel's Frets, joemendelsfrets.com. Gabriela Salazar, our first guest this week in New Mexico, a beautiful state. I got to spend a week there two different times when my daughter and son-in-law lived in a town about, I think it's about 45 miles south of you, a little town called Carson. I think the population is 60, unless they had to kill some chickens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. It is a much a smaller town and as I was telling you, uh, I'm not great with direction. Yeah. So every time somebody's like, oh, do you know where this is? I'm like, I know of it. I just don't know how to get to it. But thank okay. you so much for having me on here, Tom. I was very excited to be a part of this awesome podcast and this awesome podcast idea. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for bailing me out because this is really cool. Uh, I, I just loved your response. First of all, I had a guest that was on for this slot. And he got in an accident. He fractured like nine, eight vertebrae in his neck or something. I don't know if he was skiing or rappelling or mountain climbing or whatever, but something happened. He called me from the hospital. And so I'm like frantic because this, I pre-record the shows and the show airs today. Okay. But we just did this interview a couple of days ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I put this thing out and I started singling out specific artists that are in, in the Taos area. It's like, can you do the show? Can you do the show? And it wasn't even five minutes before you said, I'd love to. Yeah, I, it just, I think it was at the right place at the right time yeah. because usually during the day, I'm not so much on social media because I'm busy with school and work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it just so happened. I was like, oh, I have like a little break. I'm going to go on Facebook just to like see what's what. The, and that was the yeah. first, the first post I saw. And it was like two, you posted it like two minutes ago. And so I texted my team and I was like, what do you guys think about this? And we were like, let's do it. That sounds awesome. And so that's when we, I, it took a little bit for us to find your website for some reason, because like no. there was a, it just, it, it was kind of weird. It might've been on our end, but when I was able to find the link, I was like, okay, cool. We have the link. We have the email. We can send the email. Um, I mean, we can fill out the form. So I was very excited that it was just like the right moment. I was there at right place, right time. It was absolutely that. And then when things <laughs> like that happen, they don't happen by accident. They do happen for a reason. And I, I, I just think again, thank you. And thank you. Now you said school people, this is an audio only. I have the advantage of seeing you, you look extremely young. So school, high school, <laughs> uh, college. Actually, you are, Okay. You look, uh, you look high school age. That's yes, how young you look. It also doesn't hop. I'm four ten, So my, oh my high gosh doesn't help with how young I look plus the braces uh -huh. I have my braces for five years so it definitely ages me down a little bit but uh, I'll be 19 now in May oh my and goodness yes I'm a, I'm a freshman in college and I'm going to be graduating with my associates at the end of the summer and beginning of fall so I'm oh. very excited I graduated high school um almost a year ago and passed me uh-huh now, did you grow up in Taos? Are you from yes. Taos or born yes. and bred? Okay. Yes. I was born in Santa Fe, but I've been in Taos my entire life. Uh -huh. And a big support system of family there to help you do this? Oh, yes. Yeah. I have um, 
I have a huge family on both sides. My dad's side is huge. My mom's side is really huge too, especially because Taos is such a small town. Um, I'm pretty much related to everybody in the town or everybody knows me. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. It's that sort of town. So I, but I have a really great support system. I have two amazing parents who are so very supportive of me and they have pushed me to do my dream and to do my singing. Cause it's always been a dream of mine. And so I couldn't ask for a better supportive parents. Cause they've definit
it took a lot of convincing for us to get her on that song. And she refuses to perform it live. She said, I will record it, but I will not perform it live. Mm -hmm. But we were able to convince her to record it. <laughs> That's cool. Now, you don't write your own music. You you get songs from other bands, other, other songwriters or whatever, correct? Yes, we're very thankful to have a lot of these amazing songwriters reach out to us and trust us with singing their work and um, doing justice to their work. And I do a little bit of songwriting on the side, but I'm not confident in it yeah. yet. You're not so, there yet. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm not that confident in it yet because everybody's their biggest critic and you know i'm my own biggest critic uh -huh. so i definitely am very shy about my songwriting so we're not there yet but i'm very thankful to the amazing artists that reach out to us the songwriters that reach out to us and the duet i mentioned with my mom um omad actually wrote that song so omad oh, really so Ahmad is a pretty good songwriter. It's just, I'm just, like I said, I'm I'm not confident in my own work yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it takes a while. You got to grow into it sometimes. Yeah. I remember there's a, a musician named Johnny Lang. He's an old blues player. And I, he came on the scene when he was like 16 years old because his dad was big, like in the Twin Cities up in Minnesota. And he was on a syndicated radio show, the Bob and Tom show. And Bob or Tom, whoever it was, asked him one question. He goes, so you're you're 16 and you're a blues singer. He goes, let me ask you a question. He goes, what the hell do you know about the blues? <laughs> At 16, what kind of, you know, you, you haven't had a chance to to like live in a shoe box or whatever, <laughs> like in a cardboard box or lose a job or, you know, lose your child or lose your life or whatever, but you know, whatever, everything in your life, you know, like the blues are about. And he just kind of chuckled and laughed it off because well, I go to school, you know, <laughs> he's got the blues. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet, but. Yeah, And that's so, kind of one of the hard things about being a younger musician because I've been recording and releasing music since I was 11. Uh -huh. And so I've been in the industry for a little bit, but I'm still new. But my age definitely affects people's perception of me because a lot of younger, especially because I'm a younger female on top of just being younger in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it you have to work that much harder to be taken seriously. And you can't be you just have to be very sure of yourself and know what you're doing and you have to grow a tougher skin because there are going to be a lot of comments from everybody from people close to you from people not close to you from strangers especially if you're on social media so that's one of the biggest challenges being a younger musician and a younger female um, musician is you have to fight that much more to look serious to other artists in the mm -hmm. industry and to be taken seriously. I would love you to reach out to Linda Ronstadt. Oh, she, she is, I actually, um, when I was in mariachi, when I was in elementary, that's where I started my guitar playing. And that was like the first time I performed in front of people. Yep. Uh, I sang a couple of her songs um or like covers of her songs and she's just amazing and I'm very excited for her biopic to come out because I think she is just such a um what's the word she's such like a she's an uh, icon she's an icon yeah, she's an icon there's another word I'm trying to think of I can't think of it right now but she is such an inspiration to yeah. young female artists everywhere there was a really good, and not to make this the Linda Ronstadt show, but there's a really good autobiography about her. And in the autobiography, she's, uh, they point out that she has been on number one of every chart available. She's been number one on show tunes, number one in country, number one in uh, Latino music, Mexican music, whatever, rock and roll, pop, soul, because she did a whole uh, Smokey Robinson tribute, I think, or Motown tribute, you know? Very versatile. Incredible. And uh, now she's, I don't know if it's L uh, ALS, she's got, I think she's got ALS. Yes. And uh, so it's really hard for her. And it was really sad watching her on this, this interview because she's trying to sing and she's kind of tearing up because she can't do like she used to. It's, I can't even imagine it. So, yeah. but boy, uh, what an inspiration she would be for you and, and you would be for her because you were probably about the same age that she came on the scene about 19, you know? It was, yeah, she's. Truly an icon. I can't even like imagine how hard it was because right now it's a little bit easier being a female in the industry, but it's still hard. So I can't even imagine back then how much harder she had to fight. And that's just yeah. truly 
amazing that she was able to accomplish so much at such right. a young age. Now, the songs that, that you and Omar selected to send to us are all Latino music. I mean, is that yes. is that all you sing is Latino? Yes, I can sing. We sing a little, I sing a little bit of everything. I mm -hmm. have been known to implement some English music into my sets before, but yep. mainly we do Spanish music, but we do a mixture of all genres. So if you look at my album, Concepto Rosa, that uh, my debut album that we released, it has it's all in Spanish, but it has every single genre on there. There's country, there's pop, there's classic rock, there's bachata. There's there's a song for everybody on that album That's because cool. what I always like to say is I don't listen to one type of music. Yeah. I listen to a bunch of different types of music. Like I grew up listening to, of course, like the New Mexican and Tejano music, but I also grew up listening to country from my dad and my mom listen to classic rock like that was her thing so yeah. i've been surrounded by all kinds of different different music my entire life so i listen to pop country all of it yeah. and so that's what we kind of like um the music to reflect is we're not just one type of genre and we're not just one type of um category we do all of it and is, so is spanish music your forte though like that's your strength that's where you go to yes Okay. Yeah, that's 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 mostly usually what we do. But like mm -hmm. I said, we implement a lot of genres together mm -hmm. and we mix it up a lot. We've got everything on there. Like I said, country, Tex-Mex, classic rock, pop, yep. all of it. Because the music, it's only the lyrics that change, but the music is still about the passion. Exactly. It's still about the emotion. It's still about having that art to be able to convey that through how you deliver it. Exactly. And no you do a great what, job for only being 12 years old, you know. <laughs> thank you. No matter what, um, that's all, something I've always been told is no matter what language you're singing in, if you're not feeling your music and if you don't really put the feeling into it, you shouldn't be singing it. Yeah. Doing this. Good. <laughs> that's what music is all about. It's about feeling it and putting your emotions into it because anybody can just sing a song and do monotone and just sing words but it takes a different type of person to put feeling into a song and make other people feel what you're feeling in your voice in your pronunciation in everything right right it's how you present the song has got to reach people otherwise you're just somebody exactly. else out there exactly because well, music is all about feeling when the first song we're going to do, you're going to have to help me through these because, I, I, like I said in the interview earlier, before we started this, uh, it's been 50 years since I've had Spanish, but the first song we're going to do is No Soy Tan Facil. What's the rest yeah, of it? Yeah, so, so the title is No Soy Tan Facil, but if you go to the chorus, like the full line is No Soy Tan Facil de Engañar, which means I'm not that easy to fool. So that's why it was really funny because when... Omar sent it to me. It says, no soy tan facile. And I, I looked up a translation and the translation was, I'm not that easy. I said, well, that's going to be an interesting song. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah, that, yeah. Sometimes song titles just give like the very, they're very uh, broad. <laughs> right. Uh, so why the song? Um, are you pretty sure for 19 years old? Are you pretty sharp and pretty leery? Are you, are you say, uh, what's, what's the word I want to say here? Cynical uh, about men. Is that what that's about? This is about I'm um, not that it's it's, actually, it's about being so I have a music video out for that song. Uh -huh. Um this is my latest single, my latest release, this song that was released not too long ago, and we have the music video out. It's available on YouTube. And the basic message of the song is feeling happy with yourself and not putting up with certain behavior and it doesn't have to be just men or whatever it could be anybody so no soy tan fácil de engañar i'm not that easy to fool i'm not that easy like you can't win me over with simple words you're treating me wrong and i'm not going to put up with it that's kind of like the basic message of the song is okay i can be happy on my own i don't need somebody to make me happy i'm happy on my own and i'm happy with what I'm happy doing things by myself and I know I'm strong and I can accomplish things by myself. So it's about empowerment. That's kind of the role we went um, 
with recording the song and then uh -huh. recording the music video as well. Well, the guest is Gabriela Salazar, the song No Soy Tan Fancil, right here on the Music of America podcast. No me digas que me quieres y que por mi amor te mueres. No, 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 no te crees nada. Siempre con el mismo cuento y amarte de ser tu juego. Soy tan fácil. Here on the Music of America podcast, Gabriela Salazar, our guest. My name is Tom Pollard. I'm your host. We'll get back and talk a little more music with Gabriela. Uh, growing up in St. Louis, the blues is such a strong influence and has been my entire life. In fact, one of the logos we use here on the Music of America podcast, you'll see this sepia picture of a band called the Alabama Serenaders taken back in the 1930s. Well, right there in the middle on the Clarinet, with his clarinet pointed up to the skies and the gods, is my grandfather. That's how far back the blues go in my roots. Well, the Soulard Blues Festival, the B3 Blues Festival of St. Louis, showcases that deep-rooted blues heritage of St. Louis. When you think of Chicago, you think of Rush Street. When you think of New Orleans, you think of Bourbon Street. You think of Memphis, right? You think of Beale Street. Well, in St. Louis, part of that Highway 61 corridor that goes from Chicago to New Orleans when you hit St. Louis, you'll be in Soulard, and the Soulard B3 Festival is just that. It's the place to go for a blues celebration. They have the annual celebration in June. Dates will be coming up. You'll have to look at that on SoulardB3Fest.com, but they have a fundraiser coming up, and it's not that far off. It's sometime in May to help raise money to promote the B3 Festival, so check them out. It's a great blues festival with Blues acts, music industry workshops. They have a partnership with vendors of the Soulard area, some quirky little craft and music and arts things, family activities, face painting. It's something for everybody for this day-long festival. So the day-long festival. It's the B3 Blues Festival. Check them out. www.soulardb3fest.com. So your music is more of a uh you said uh, Spanish, but it's more of a pop range. You don't like get into like heavy jazz or blues or or even though you cover all 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 genres, you don't get into like the the heavier stuff. Like you don't, you're gonna do like death metal, will you? Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's my dad actually loves listening to uh, Metallica. My okay, dad Metallica. Um, but I don't have any plans for the foreseeable 
future to get into any of those super heavy genres. <laughs> right, right. Do you uh you said you listen to all music, but when you're in your car and nobody's around, what's your presets set for? What radio station type of music are you listening to? I actually put on um my playlist. Oh, okay. So I, I put on my, my playlist on my phone. So usually when it's before a what's it called a gig it's yeah, gonna be yeah. our set playlist of all the songs we're playing right but if it's just in general i have a mix my playlist is crazy it goes from every extreme one to the next so i have like uh latin pop i have new mexico music i have eminem i have um uh what else well, I, yeah, have we do like countries I have and country rock and yeah. yeah, I have I have pretty much all of it. So it's one extreme to the next, my playlist. See, I'm just showing my age there. I'm just showing how obsolete I am because I'm talking about presets on radio and people hardly listen to their radios anymore because they've got yes. Spotify, Reverb Nation, and all these it places where you hear music. Sometimes the signal is not great. So the radio stations are always staticky. Oh, really? All the time. And so the, you only kind of get the New Mexico music station, the country station if you're lucky and yeah. there is a, i think there's a jazz station here but i i'm not too versed in jazz but there's not a lot of it, it gets staticky sometimes it's depending on the weather mm -hmm. so that's why a lot of the time i just go straight to my phone and the aux cord <laughs> okay how uh how often do you gig gabriella do you do a show a week? Do you do a couple of shows a month? Do you play just in really house? It depends on the season because like around the holiday season, that's when it really slows down. Hmm. Um, for most musicians, I know it slows down unless you're doing like holiday parties or holiday right. gigs or stuff like that. So mostly in like spring and summer is our busy sort of year. So we have like, we don't have like a set like, oh, we have usually two games. It's crazy. It's like I was telling you before, it's very unpredictable. Mm -hmm. So we can just not have any gigs a month. And then a couple of days, people are like, oh, we have a last minute gig we're putting together. Can you do next week? And then we're scrambling oh. to <laughs> come up with a set list, come up with the band, come up with everything. So we're pretty, our most busy season is probably in spring and summer. Mm -hmm. You brought up the band. Do you have a set bunch of musicians you pretty much rely on when you've got to go do uh, this in Albuquerque? Then the next day you got to go over in Santa Fe, and then you got to go over to Tucson. Over to, do you have a set group of guys that go with you and, and perform, or do you we, mix it all up? We, we pretty much have a set group of guys. Um, the difficult thing is a lot of our my whole band is young. Mm -hmm. I'm the so the age range is from eighteen to twenty five. So we're all, yes. Yeah, so we're all young. So that means our schedules are all pretty crazy. So we do have a set group of musicians, but sometimes other musicians have to fill in because somebody has a, um, a work, has to work or has a final. Like that. And my drummer, he actually plays for a lot of different other bands. So he has a lot of scheduling conflicts there as well. Mm -hmm. And so it really just, we do have a set group of guys and they're super awesome. Um, my drummer, his name is Anthony Lucero. His, um, he's grown up in the industry. His parents play in the industry as well. My guitar player, I have known forever. He's my same age. I graduated with him. His name's Matthew Vasquez, and he is awesome. And the fun thing is all of my band members come from different, what's the word, like musical backgrounds that mm -hmm. they are preset to play, like what they like to listen to. So my guitarist, Matthew, he likes classic rock or not classic yeah. rock, he likes rock. So he likes to do like all the shredding on guitars right, and stuff right. like that. And before he started playing with us, he had never played uh, Spanish music or New Mexico music. So it was a whole new world for him. So just when they come in with different tastes in music, they get to add that style into the music, which is super, super cool. And my manager, Ahmad, he is my percussion player and my background vocalist. And so that is super awesome. And he helps me a lot because my memory is so terrible. And he knows all, he knows basically all the lyrics to the song. So I get nervous and I get uh -huh. 
and I freak out. So I'm like, um, how does this song start? And it's always Neon Moon. It's always, I don't know why, <laughs> always Neon Moon. So he literally just has to say when the sun goes down and I know the rest of the song. <laughs> so it's very very helpful isn't that weird and, how that happens like i did sublime that song uh, what it's got we covered that and there was always uh a phrase that i always just left out of the song and i'd forget about it and, and i'd remember that i forgot about it too late and then we just keep going and then the other players would just look at me like you did it again you did it again I'm like yeah yeah keep going <laughs> and that happens um, a long time ago when I first started doing music, my old uh, voice lessons teacher who started a girl group that I was in when I was in elementary school, yeah. she told me what separates professionals from amateurs is the ability to look like you didn't mess up even when you did. Oh, that's great. Because a lot of the times the crowd doesn't know you messed up. It, the right. only ones who might know you mess up are if there's musicians in the crowd or they might get it um, and understand like, oh, they had a little mess up there. But the general public will not know you mess up unless you show it. Right. So right. I've definitely had to master that because when I was younger, when I would mess up on something, I would instantly like my eyes would go wide and I'd look at my mom. That was my that was my <laughs> tell. And so I've had to perfect over the years when I mess up not showing it or improvising because for some gigs, I've come in a little too early mm -hmm. before the song was supposed to start. So when I was still supposed to be singing, but I already finished singing, I've had to improvise with like ad libs or stuff like that. So it's definitely about not showing that you messed up. That's and so funny. Uh, I was in New Orleans a couple of months ago and I saw this woman perform the night before at the bourbon bourbon street bar bourbon street cafe whatever it was and then she's over here watching this other band and they asked her to step in and sing and then so she started singing papa was a rolling stone but she got wrapped up in her own improvisation that she lost track of the song and you could tell like i could tell but nobody else could and she just was amazing because she's like vocalizing and but she she couldn't get on track and then finally she just closed her eyes and she just started doing whoa, 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 like that. And then she finally remembered the lyrics and got back into the song. So that can be dangerous. It can be really fun and creative, but it can be exactly. really dangerous, you know, if you don't know where you're going to <laughs> <laughs> or how to get there. So the next song of yours translates into Spanish eyes. And I asked you about this. There is an old uh, song called Spanish eyes. This is not it. This is Ojitos Chicanos, right? Yes. And that's basically Spanish eyes. Yeah, it, it's... Um, directly it's Chicano eyes, but yes. Okay. And yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's an awesome song. Cause I know you, um, I really liked the, what is it called? Your interpretation oh. of what you thought it was. <laughs> what, what did you say again? Oh, watch, uh, uh, watch out for the girls. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Cause Ch Chicana, I, I was saying exactly. Chicana. And yes. it's and then uh, ojitos is their eyes, but it's also I guess ojitos like you're looking. It's so. like watch out. So I I thought that was I'd never heard that before. Somebody interpreting that that way. So I thought I was like, yeah, well, welcome to my world now. <laughs> that's awesome. I was like that's actually that's a, that's a cool title. First of all, there you go. So, yes, uh, ojitos chicanos is an amazing song, and it was written and produced by the amazing Jose Chino Carrillo. And it is mariachi sort of styled. So No Soy Tan Facil was more pop. And so yeah. now this one is more mariachi. So like I said, we are very versatile in our genres. And basically it's just to unite all the Chicanos in the world. Like no matter your eye color, it's still, we're still all the same. Because in the bridge, in the, ba the background vocals, it says... Um, Azules, verdes, um, cafes. So that's all the different colors. So blue eyes, green eyes, mm -hmm. brown eyes. So it's all, no matter the color, we're still all the same. So it's like my brothers and my sisters. And it's it's just about the bringing the Chicano family. Like we're always there for each other. And we're always, um, we're all the same, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Even, yeah, like I can be really drawn to your eyes. They're just eyes. He's got exactly. them. You got them. We all have eyes. Exactly. Be drawn to this. Be drawn to this. You know, my head, my exactly. heart, you know, 
That's neat. Yeah, it's it's an awesome song, and it's a super fast-paced song. When I was Yeah. first learning it, I was like, oh, no, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because it was just so fast. Uh-huh, yeah. And when I was first starting, because I'm not um, – Spanish is not my first language, Right. and I'm not completely fluent in it. I am getting there, but I'm not completely there yet. But when I first started um, in the industry, I was not fluent at all. And so pronunciation was very hard for me at first because I just, I couldn't get it. And so through the years and through a lot of practice, I have gotten a lot better, but that song really tested me because it was on top of it being a fast paced song. It was also high. So it was like, oh no, how am I going to do this song? Thankfully I was able to get it. It was so much fun. And it, it was just a great time. Oh, cool. And it's mariachi, and it's very fat. And, and and nobody knows this now, but now everybody knows this, that Spanish is not your second language. Or it is your second language, not your first language. Yes. So, Yeah. again, hats off to Omar because he's your Spanish teacher, right? Exactly. And Yes. he's done a great job because you deliver these songs so well. I, I, I was, frankly, I was nervous, like, How am I going to be able to talk to this woman if Omar is not there? Because I don't speak Spanish that well. I'll need an interpreter. But uh, this is muy bueno. See? That's <laughs> Gabriela Salazar. The next song we're going to hear from her, Ojitas Chicanos, here on the Music of America podcast. Ojos tienes, 
Ay, como me gustan Cuando me miran, se acelera mi corazón Ay, mis ojitos chicanos Ojitos chicanos Ojitos Chicanos here on the Music America podcast with our guest Gabriela Salazar from Taos, New Mexico. Bass players, The Bag is a high-quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the United States with the finest craftsmanship and a beautiful, sophisticated, very cool overall appearance. They're made from some of the finest quality leather and cushion available and meant to last you literally a lifetime. I mean, a lifetime. They have over 30 years in the leather industry and are extremely proud to introduce a line of gig bags targeted to the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice, me. Their hope is that you'll love the bag as much as they do. The bag from Tony Vaughn Base Bags. You can find them at www.tonyvaughn.com, but really just look up the bag wherever you buy gear, whether it's a Sweetwater, Musician's Friend, Guitar Center, just look for the bag a whole line of bass player bags and instrument bags and and make sure it's got tony vaughn's name on it you're getting an artificial one okay okay gabriella salazar our guest here on the music of america podcast before we talk about the last song i wanted to talk about that last one there so you you play guitar but you don't play in the mariachi song you didn't play in the last one either right do you play on any of your songs or do you just play when messing around at home um i'm very I'm not confident with my guitar skills. So uh -huh. when I do play guitar, I have played guitar for acoustic, like more unplugged gigs. So mm -hmm. when we get a gig where they just want like a really low key acoustic thing, it's usually just me on my guitar. Okay. So I have played on my guitar, but on I'm not on my guitar in any of the songs. I do a lot more acoustic stuff on my guitar. And just so I'm able to sing and play at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But I have been playing guitar for 10 years, and I absolutely love it. I first started out because I wanted to be Taylor Swift. That was why I wanted to learn to play guitar, because I saw she was playing guitar and she could sing, and I love to sing already. So I was like, oh, I want to be Taylor Swift, so let me learn how to play guitar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Are you still big Taylor Swift? Are you still, what they call them, Swifties? Is that what they call them? Yes. I, I'm not as much. I still love taylor swift and like her music but i'm not i wouldn't call myself a swifty per se because yeah. i just don't listen to her music as much it was more when i was really young mm -hmm. and when i was really into country is when i listened to her because i listened to more of her country stuff than i did yeah. her pop stuff because i was super young and so i don't listen to her as much anymore but i still think she is absolutely amazing and i'm so jealous of her outfits on her eras tour I just love seeing what she wears to all of her events. Is that kind of what you'd like to do? You see yourself maybe five years from now, you're out of college, you're just doing music, you're touring, you're around the world. That's do you want to like have all the glitz and the, gl the glamour? You want to do all that? Yes, that's definitely the dream. That would yeah. be, uh, that would be everything. My dream is to do music full-time and to be a full-time performer. And so I look at, uh, artists like Tate McRae or in the Tejano industry, Stephanie Montiel, Jennifer Pena, mm -hmm. or in the pop industry, Tate McRae. I look at all of these icons and Linda Ronstadt as well, as you mentioned, yeah. and they're just such an inspiration for what I want to become and what I strive to be. If this became, this style of music became a launching pad and you launched into something else, would you launch into wherever the music would take you or would you want to go like into country or would you want to go into pop and be more mainstream without losing your Spanish music roots? Which, where would you go? I think that I, I love Spanish music so much and uh -huh. it's my culture. It's my background. I'm Hispanic. I come from a Latino community and a Latino family. Uh -huh. And so I would have to say that's that's a really hard question to answer because... Well, then let's take it a different way. Would you like to be the icon that made Latino music? Like, you could be the prince. You could be the Taylor Swift of Latino music in the United States or around the world. That would be amazing. Um, 
I kind of I I don't strive to be other artists per se because a lot of the times people will compare artists like oh you're gonna be the next Selena or you're gonna be the next and I want to just be the next me be the, be the first and Gabriella exactly exactly yeah. I want to be my own person and my own artist and not be compared to other artists because we're all very different every artist is super different in every single way even if they're in the same genre or they look like every artist is very very different so it's just if i could do music full time and that just be my career that would that's the dream essentially because i love music so much not just because i love to sing but it's also a very great outlet for me and it has been a great outlet for me for all of my years i'm very socially challenged a little bit so music has always been there for me and it's been kind of like therapy for me especially during the pandemic and the lockdown where yeah. a lot of people were scared and um sad and all of this like music was there for me and i was very thankful that we live in an age of technology and I didn't have to stop doing my music because it actually gave me a new opportunity on my Facebook page. I decided to start a series called Miércoles de Melodías. And so every Wednesday, I which would means, go. Which means? <laughs> so it's um, um, uh, the, the direct translation is Wednesdays of Melodies. So it's basically like every Wednesday I would go on and I would sing a song or two. I would go live. Well, yeah. I, when I first started, it was pre-recorded, and then it started being a live thing, and it's continued since COVID. And I don't do it every week like I was doing it because I'm super busy with music stuff and college mm -hmm. and just craziness. And so I still frequently go on Facebook and do my Miércoles de Melodias and I get to talk to my audience and I get to interact with them through comments. I get to sing and we even have holiday special ones where I bring my mom in oh, and fun. we do like for Christmas, we do like a Christmas one. We do Christmas trivia and we do this or that. It's like, it's super, super fun. So I was very thankful around the time of COVID to have that outlet and we started doing virtual concerts wow. and it was a new experience and it was definitely hard getting used to going from interacting with a crowd of people to a camera yeah right right you don't get that feedback you exactly. don't get that and uh, then when everything started opening up again and stuff then it was the opposite it was hard to go from a camera to interacting with people yeah well, especially yeah. you're young. You're again, you're young when you're doing all this stuff. So, you know, it's gotta be a bigger challenge for a yeah, lot of people. I was yeah, when in 2020, I was about when COVID first hit, I was about to be 15. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just uh, all my bones just creaked on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so now the last song, I want to tell you a story about this. The last song is called Tonto, which uh can mean like well, I said like a fool. Yes. And you, you said what's the another common what's the common word for tonto? Yeah, like like fool, fool or the more kind of meaner version is stupid. Stupid, yeah. But okay. fool, for the song, it's a uh, fool. So years ago, there was a, a Western series on TV. It was called what well, used to be on radio, actually. Back in the old days of old radio, and then TV came about, and there was a show called The Lone Ranger. And this guy was a lawman. He rode around the Old West with a black mask, so you didn't know who he really was. He was an old Texas Ranger, and he had a sidekick who was a Native American. The sidekick's name, and he was brilliant, was played by Ed Ames, I think. Was Yeah, Ed Ames. And his sidekick's name was Tonto, or Tonto, which means fool or idiot or yeah. dumb or stupid or whatever. He was not dumb or stupid or an idiot. And uh, yeah. I just thought that, that, that I was today years old when I found that out, or yesterday years old, I guess, when I found and that out. And a lot of nicknames are kind of ironic. Um, they're so like in in Spanish, a lot of nicknames are very ironic. So if I, I had like really straight hair and you want to call me, uh, call me Chino, it'd be a joke because I don't have curly hair. My hair yeah. is so straight. Yeah, right, exactly. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe so, that's it. That's why I called him Tonto because yeah, they could be uh, they could be ironic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got it. So the song Tonto 
right? That's the pronunciation of Tonto. Uh, who's who's the fool? So this song is a cover by the amazing David Lee Garza. Mm -hmm. And so we set it up. So let me go to the beginning. So there's the second song I ever recorded is called Bandido. And it is basically talking about how this girl's in love and how a bandit stole her heart. That's oh. why he's bandido because he stole, he her, stole heart. her heart. Cute. And that was the first ever music video I was a part of. And if you go look at it, it's so uh -huh. awkward because it was I'm very shy. And funny thing is the young man in the video who's supposed to be like the bandido and my love interest, we had just met that day. Oh, no. <laughs> so that added to, especially because um, teenagers and or pre-teenagers are so awkward. Right, so that, right. that didn't help. And <laughs> so there's Bandido. And then with Tonto, we decided to make it kind of a duo. Uh -huh. So there, it's kind of like a storyline and that it, No Soy Tan Facil, also ties into it. So the music videos are kind of all tied into each other. Oh, how cool. So in Tonto, if you pay attention, in one of the scenes on the TV, the music video for Bandido is playing a couple How funny. times. How so they're tied into there. So Bandido basically is like, oh, he stole my heart. I'm in love with this guy. Like I'm head over heels or whatever. Then Tonto's basically talking about how he's not reciprocating my feelings. Uh -huh. And he's not telling me how he feels. And he's kind of like sort of like leading me on, but not being direct with how he feels. And so in the music video, I'm like sad and like angry or, or I'm more like sad and like, come on, tell me how you feel. Like, stop being fool. Stop being a fool. Stop being foolish. Yeah. Tell me how you feel. And so then that's how No Soy Tan Facil ties into it is being happy with yourself and not being easy to fool. That's so clever. I love it. Did, did you do that or did Omar do that? Or you guys work on that together to put that it was, all together? It was an idea. It was an idea uh -huh. that we all came up with. And um, from Tonto to No Se Tan Facil, the music video, the cameo from Tonto and No Se Tan Facil is the old truck. We couldn't use the exact old truck we used in uh -huh. Bandito because it was out of commission. Oh. We still use like an old truck. So that's kind of how there was the cameo from Tonto into so so the bandito just changed through the years, right? <laughs> yeah, well, he, the bandito actually only appeared in the first music video. I was thinking using the truck as the metaphor for the bandito. Yeah. Yes, so yes, see. like okay. part of it. Um, and in the in bandido, he was only on screen when the music video was playing, and I had a lot of uh, my cousins in there that were a part of the music oh, video. How fun! How fun! And for this one, this. No soy tan fácil. I had my puppy, so she was in there, and I had <laughs> my grandpa in there. Oh, cute! I bet he enjoyed that. Well, uh, the song is called Tonto. Our guest, Gabriela Salazar, and we'll give it a listen here right now on the Music of America podcast. <laughs>
sigamos siendo amigos Without the Lone Ranger here on the Music of America podcast, our guest Gabrielle Salazar. You, uh, your interviewing prowess is amazing for a young lady of only nineteen. Uh, but like you said, you've been doing this for years, so uh, thank you. That makes my job so much easier. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've had I have a great team, so I've had a lot of practice. And my first, if you listen to my, you can't find it anywhere. But my first ever radio interview was atrocious, and it wasn't on the interviewer's part; it was on my part completely. Yeah, because I was so young, and it was my first ever song release, and I was just a very shy person. Mm-hmm. And so the interview, the interviewers like asking me questions and stuff, and I basically just go, "Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm, yep." yep. Yeah, yeah. I didn't talk at all because I was so nervous and I was so shy and I completely bombed it. And then I would not know what to say more down the line. Like yeah. I would get tripped up on my words or not know what to say, or I would be do a lot of ums or like uh like stuff like normal people do to buy time. Right. And so I definitely grateful that I've gotten so much practice and I've gotten a lot of feedback on how to improve on interviews. Well, you're doing great and done Thank great. You. So now this well, is it, last... helps, it helps to have an awesome interviewer that um, leads the interview. Ask, ask the leading questions, right? And yes, exactly. Yeah, I'll go find somebody that can do that for you. <laughs> this is the last segment of the thank you uh gabriella this is the last segment of the show we call this shameless self-promotion and this is where you tell us how to help you where can we see you in march or work throughout 24 shows that are coming up benefits concerts um festivals albums song releases videos whatever buy your merch tell us how we can help support you all right. The per- so the perfect way to get a hold of all of my social medias, um, performance inquiries, there's a form. And also where to stream all of my music is going to be on my website, Gabriela Salazar music.com, Gabriela Salazar music.com. There's links to all of my social media pages. I am on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. So there are all under Gabriela Salazar Music. So you can check those out. We post so much about recent updates and about new projects and pretty much everything you need to know. And like I previously mentioned, my Miércoles de Melodías on Facebook Live. So be sure you're following at Gabriela Salazar Music on all of those platforms. And I am on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, on every single streaming platform you can find my music at Gabriela Salazar, of course. And you can check out there my debut album, Concepto Rosa. You can also check out the EPs, um, not the EPs, the singles I have out right now. Mm-hmm. And my latest single, No Soy Tan Facil, which has a corresponding YouTube music video. And there's also a pop-up version for everyone who loved the VH1 pop-up videos or the MTV yeah. But videos, we made one for No Soy Tan Facil. So be sure you guys go check that out. And like I said, performance inquiries, you can find the numbers, the emails, and the forms at GabrielaSalazarMusic.com. You're outstanding. Applause. Yay. Thank you. And thank you so much, Tom, for having me. This was such an, I think it's such an amazing idea. And I, I, because there's, a lot of times with different genres, a lot of the people like, oh, you stay in your genre, you stay in your genre. But the way you're doing it, you're like 
bringing all the genres together and i think it's super super awesome so thank you so much oh, for allowing you. me to be a part of this awesome interview and for allowing me to be a part of this podcast it was so much fun just don't forget the little guys when you're you know when 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 selena is talking about now that's a superstar you know when when <laughs> I, when Cher is coming to your concerts that's what i you know <laughs> well technically I'm always going to be the little guy or girl because, like I said, I'm 4'10". So. It's okay. You'll, you'll be on a big stage. You'll look humongous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I try to wear heels for all my performances to look a little bit taller. There you go. Gabriela Salazar, thank you again. Just a great, great interview and a, a great guest. And looking forward to see you in Taos someday. Up next, we head to Placitas, and we're going to meet Anna Rudolph here on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.